Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between, all the things, whatever you be, you have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And if it's your first time here, hello. Let me tell you what about what we do here. Uh, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. Joining me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, are you feeling fit? Can you bench press about uh, 5,000 pounds yet over there? Not quite five, but I think one of our guests tonight can. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 had, we had to put him on the show because I think he threatened to find me and kick my ass. So uh, <laughs> we'll introduce him in a second. But yeah, I just got back from the gym. I uh, had a good workout tonight. Freshen my Gatorade Zero and really listen to Van Halen with some good buddies. Hell yeah. Nothing beats the aid like a Gatorade. Uh, people say that. That's a thing. Um, but as Corey said, we've got a guest. we got a full big panel today. So uh, please give it up. Let's like uh, for our special guest. Uh, first timers to the show, I'll introduce you, uh, one of our, uh, beloved Patreon, uh, contributors, and we thank him for that. Michael Griffith is on the show. Michael, how hey. you doing, my dude? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Corey. Happy to be here. And, uh, for those that, uh, that cannot see, but to the lurkers, uh, that are watching in the live stream, uh, if you want to be a lurker, join our Patreon, uh, Michael is repping a very uh, interesting shirt. Could you please uh, show the rest of the panel? I, I do, and this is in honor of both uh, you, Corey, and Mark, but it's a Van Halen 3 shirt. And if I go like this, <laughs> it kind of looks like Eddie's standing next to the sign. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's but, pretty uh, Yeah, so on the back it says, uh, you know, who the fuck is Eddie Van Halen? And, and big <laughs> writing, and, and the story is Gary was doing an interview in 98 and said that to the journalists, and then they just made shirts from it. And uh, this is probably the best part of the whole three. <laughs> I uh, I told Michael off air, and I'll I'll say it here. Um, I don't like the album, as the listeners will will tell you, but I do love that shirt. So uh, very mm. cool shirt, very good stuff. That is absolutely something we would wear, uh, and that we would have in our merch store. So uh, big kudos to that, and thank you for being on the show. Cannot wait to get into this. Uh, Joining us on the show for the first time ever, a uh, longtime fan, very patient, Connor Burton. Connor, how you doing, my guy? Well, I feel I feel pretty good. I'm good. So, Mark, thank you so, so much for having me on the show, and thank you, Corey. I really appreciate it. Corey, I wanted, to, I wanted to mention that the last show or the show before, I loved it when you said, oh, I was in the gym doing lap pull-downs, and then I heard Hopper Teacher, then I just kicked it up a notch. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it, it happened again tonight. It happened again tonight. I, I love the radio station they put it on ah. in my gym. I'm never leaving that gym. Wait, with the same <laughs> song? Hopper Teacher? Same song, yeah. Different exercise, same song. Oh, that's uh, naughty. 
you got a particular <laughs> playlist uh, at that gym. But hey, look, if if Hopper Teacher's on the playlist, then I'm not. I'm mad not mad at, at it. it. So, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Get your reps in. Do do what you got. Do what That's you like got to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Right, right when you think you're done, Hopper Teacher kicks in. You hear Alex with the drums, and you're just like, okay, no, I'm back in it. It's exactly what you need. So exactly. very cool stuff. Connor, thank you so much for being on the show. Cannot wait to get into this, but rounding it out with all of us is a returning guest and Patreon subscriber, Josh Caldwell. Josh, welcome back to the show. Uh, how is the guitar playing going? Oh, it's going good. Um, just uh, getting ready to uh, do some recording, uh, assembled a couple guitars and uh, just bought a new guitar cab. So got a, you know, have an excuse to go find a new amp to match with it. So I got an mm -hmm. EVH two by 12 cab. So Ooh, he's ready to get loud. So, yeah. uh, yeah, very much. So I know I, I, I have heard the VG, v, uh, EVH is power. So I, I know exactly what you mean. So kudos to you on that. Thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, man, always happy to have you. So rounding it all out. There it is full panel. You guys, it's going to get, uh, I'm very curious as to what we're going to spin, what the wheel will bequeath us for this evening's show. But before we get into that, Corey, what is going on in the world of Van Halen right now? Well, I tell you what, you can head on over to the Van Halen news desk, www.vhnd.com. Dave Lee Roth has a new video, Mark. Uh, we're not going to play uh, it here tonight. We're, we're going to spare the guest. <laughs> uh, the, the article is entitled Inside the Colorful Mind of David Lee Roth. Um, he, he, he did a new video, uh, made, uh, made up my mind, which is a, a Savoy Brown song. Uh, he actually covered it on his diamond Dave album. Uh, it's, it's, it's typical Dave Schlock. Uh, if you want to go check that out, uh, it's on the Van Halen news desk, but this one I thought was kind of cool. It was posted, uh, not that long ago. And it's a, uh, it's a little clip from a show called Pawn Stars. Everybody here familiar with the show Pawn Stars? Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that show's ridiculous. <laughs> it is stupid. <laughs> well, and, uh, a, a collector came in. Uh, with a, a bunch of Van Halen-themed memorabilia, specifically from the Hot for Teacher music video. Bought it at an auction, and it was specifically from the the kid, the grown-up kid who played Eddie Van Halen. He's all grown up now and apparently hurting for money because he was selling off his outfit <laughs> from the shoot, a bunch of pictures, and the mini Frankenstrat that he uh, used in the video signed by Eddie Van Halen. So this guy nice. went into the pawn shop in Las Vegas looking for a hundred grand uh for for this collection of stuff so i wanted to ask you guys has anyone here seen that segment on pawn stars i have not nope. no i haven't good we're gonna play a little game so the guy was looking for 100 grand uh he brought in an expert and i'm going to use air quotes there liberally because i don't know if this guy knew <laughs> what the fuck he was doing but the, the entire lot was it was me uh, i confess <laughs> it was some old fucker from vegas didn't know shit but uh, he's you know it's uh the kid's uh outfit his uh costume from the video a bunch of uh, polaroids of, of him and Eddie and stuff uh, on the day shooting the video and the mini Frankenstrat that is signed by Eddie Van Halen. The guy wanted a hundred grand for it. How much do you think the expert said it was all worth? Uh, let's start with Mark. You're, you're the Van Halen expert. Yeah. I mean, and we get told all the time, uh, the expert, I would imagine probably like way overshot it. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to say the expert probably said, uh, it's, it's worth 500 grand. Five, oh, you think he overshot it? Yeah. So, okay. So you're you're five hundred grand, half a million dollars. I mean, the, you think the ex, the expert that he brought with him, right? That said, uh, or was it a guy like working in the no, pawn this, shop? Yeah, this is the pawn shop expert. They they call oh, him. Oh, my from bad. Wherever okay, his shop. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
they probably said it was worth like i will i'll go ahead i'll say uh 10 grand 10 grand okay uh michael how much do you think the expert said it was worth so this wasn't eddie's personal guitar right this is this one he signed for a fan yeah it was it was the mini frankenstrat the kid uh mimed to playing in the video it doesn't even play it's just not even a real guitar (laughs) i'm gonna say 25 grand 25 grand all right connor oh i think it's probably two grand i I think you've probably shot it down a lot all right two grand from connor and josh what do you think um bowl of m&ms with the brown ones removed (laughs) (laughs) nice i understood yeah so about three bucks well everybody was under so nobody went over uh the correct answer was thirty thousand. is what the expert valued it at oh i see okay yeah, and and the pawn oh, shop guy didn't even make. Close. Yeah, he didn't even make an offer on it. He said for thirty grand, I'm not making an offer. But um, you got to think like, yeah, it's not Eddie's guitar. Uh, it's not even anything Eddie wore or anything. It was the kid in the video. So yeah, I, I know all the Van Halen fans in the comments are are bitching and moaning, thinking it was worth like you know ten million dollars because Eddie signed it and all. But uh, to me, thirty grand sounded actually not too uh, too off the mark because it's just uh, this kid uh, Dominic, whatever, who starred as as young Eddie in the video. The fact that he took it to a those things to a pawn shop in the first place, uh, and assumed he would he would go get uh, like close to if not exactly a hundred thousand is a bold assumption of him. Um, and uh, I'm actually kind of shocked they didn't just offer him a number uh, and said <laughs> it's like no, we're not we're not even gonna play that game real quick. So sorry kid uh sorry about your luck man that's uh but in if if nothing else at least that you have this in your uh personal collection you can say with dignity hey i did this thing and i got this stuff you know just just be proud of it i mean even if you're strapped for cash just you right. know come on just just be you proud of it because you know you're not going to get if you're going to take it to other pawn shops you're not going to get what you want out of it i ended up getting a couple of signed eddie van halen pieces uh, not that long ago this stupid virtual oh, yeah? background let's see if i can turn that off so i can show you guys <laughs> yeah you disappeared for a second there on uh on Corey's screen the listeners can't see this but there you so go. i got this uh band shot uh only eddie signed it so if i ever meet alex michael or, or sammy there's room for them to sign that one and i got this one too signed Ooh. eddie van halen piece nice. not that long ago so michael anthony just had his birthday a couple of days ago that's true yeah how old is uh michael now i, got I know he's that. older than i believe he's older than dave from what i remember in uh Van Halen Rising, which I have right here. Older than Dave, I would not have guessed that. I know, right? Mm. Did you know his last name is actually not Anthony? It's like Shovel Last Fingers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Chicago. Right. I did know that Anthony was not his last name. I just I did not know what his actual last name was. But uh yeah, I did know that. I'm but, sure Ted you know. Tippleman said you gotta change that name. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. not very rock star, your real name. Yeah. Change it. Uh just use your middle name or something. Like, okay. By the way, uh he celebrated his 70th birthday on June 20th. Whoa. Ah, 70. So yesterday, as we tape this. Well, good for you, Michael Anthony, man. We're big fans. We uh, we love what you do. And uh, you, may I say, you look great for 70. So keep it up, whatever you're doing. So, Absolutely. all right, right, right on. Well, uh, I know that the uh, the Rothians, as they are, as I'm going to start calling them, um, the pro Roths and nothing else are going to be very upset that we didn't uh, go over that video. But look, Corey's doing us all a favor. And that's 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 that. <laughs> So, all right, cool, man. All right, moving on. Uh, let's go to the rock and pole, shall we? 
All right. Last yeah, let's... last week we voted on the track "Secrets" uh, from uh, "Diver Down," and uh, this uh, I wasn't sure how this one was going to play out. I know that we all voted it upwards. Uh, I was very close to saying maybe not, but thankfully uh, reason triumphed. And instead, I voted yay, and the consensus was it was all a yay, but only an 85.2% voted what dreams are made of, whilst a 14.8% voted this dream is over. Corey, are you surprised by this number? Not really. If you look at our last uh, five tracks, uh, all but one were in the uh, just in that mid-80 range. Mm -hmm. uh, hear about it later, Pound Cake, Live. Uh, girl gone bad in secrets only one that was sub 80 was uh eagles fly from live right here right now 69 percent. so uh not really not really shocked at that that's kind of where i thought uh this one would wind up i wondered if uh the fact that it's a diver down song had any influence on that because a lot of you know it, based on what we've been hearing uh in this uh in the tenure of the show is that uh, people aren't keen on diver down I am. The more we keep doing this, uh, uh, we dive into the show and the discography, the more I realize, wait, actually, I really dig this album. I have not downvoted it, not one track yet. Uh, and uh, the gems that I weren't that I wasn't familiar with very much uh, beforehand. Now, uh, I'm very keen on like this Diver Down will probably get a multiple rotation uh, once the show is over. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm thinking maybe that had something to do with it i don't know um, I, think, I mean diver down's the perfect summer album today's the first day of summer and i even played it earlier and, and what's shocking to me is i mean i like little guitars but how it's so much higher than secrets like substantially oh, yeah. higher 98 percent on little guitars yeah yeah and secrets is just such a smooth it, it's obscure though i think i think fans are like this is van halen you know if it's a mainstream fan and they don't really understand it's it's actually van halen how diverse they are but it's just a cool breezy song yeah yeah so i would assume michael uh you uh gave this one uh, a thumbs up i did wait this song actually is in my top five favorites uh, oh, dive it down i love secrets nice yeah hell yeah hell yeah so uh well looking at uh looking at the the tweets under the poll here i'll just ask uh i don't i don't see you on there but uh uh connor do you have any thoughts on the track Secrets? I think Secrets is a is a great song. I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite songs from the Diver Down album. I, I just looked at the at website today at the podcastforrock.com and I was like, wait, 85%? That's it? So mm -hmm. I would have thought it would have got at least 92%. So, I mean, come on, guys. Like, that's a pretty good song. It's pretty smooth. Um, it definitely has that kind of southwestern vibe to it, so I I give it a thumbs up for sure. Well, it's it again. I think having it be a track from Diver Down might have uh, influenced the voting in this one. And as as you can see, uh, Corey has brought up the, uh, the the rankings right now and uh, where the poll results went on uh, what we've covered on Diver Down. And yeah, not not a lot of super high numbers. Uh, a lot of them, I mean. Obviously, very positive in the results, but not of them, not super high. Secrets is actually uh, the third, or no, it's the fourth highest one so far that uh, I see. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know, uh, Josh. Uh, how about you? What do you how do you feel about Secrets? Well, it's one of my favorite songs. It definitely has um, 
everyone's has a different approach to it. I mean, mm-hmm. every player on the track and um, Ed Solo has remnants of uh, Alan Holsworth's influence in there, you know, a smooth legato approach to it. And Oh yeah. And the, the rhythm section sounds amazing on it. Well, the, every, all the elements are there. It's just in a, in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. So. Very much in the uh, the Van Halen wheelhouse, as it were. Uh, that's time, that's so. solo, that guitar solo was amazing. Would you agree, Mark? I absolutely yes, I absolutely agree with that. Um, okay, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the solo saved the song for me because I was already I was already gonna it was already saved at that point. Cause of my perspective, this point was like, okay, yeah, I think I'm giving this the thumbs up. The solo just happened to be like, well, of course you're going to upvote this one. You know what I mean? Right. So I think then, it's interesting right. that right now a uh, diver down is our lowest rated uh, Dave album. And uh, uh, when you look at the averages, 82.5% uh, uh, for diver down. Yeah. Whereas when you go to the other ones, Van Halen one's currently sitting at 91%, Van Halen two, 88%. Uh, women and children's 88 percent fair warning 90 percent in 1984 91 percent and if you go all the way to a different kind of truth it's it's currently the lowest actually at 75 percent for so uh, out of the original six it's diver down yeah. but if you include a different kind of truth it, it's way low right now it's those two albums so diver down gets in my opinion unfair hate over the covers the different Agreed. kind of truth gets I know. unfair hate over the demos. I mean, they're their own demos. So who cares if you do a riff exactly four years exactly. ago and then you you do your own riff, you know, four years from now? What's the difference? Doesn't and matter. Both yeah, those albums right. have a lot in common in that they get unfair hate. Yep. Agreed. Especially Diver Down. Like as I said, the more we uh we spin a song from that album and listen to it and analyze it, it's like, yeah, no, this album slaps, as the kids say. Um, who cares if they're covers? <laughs> they're good covers. So uh, but let's hear what uh, what everybody's saying in there. We got uh, the opinions uh, on uh, our panel here going to the Twitter feed. Uh, and hey, if you want your tweet guaranteed read on air, join our Patreon. You can do that. Just like the people I'm about to read from you right now, including from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. That's our buddy Sean says. The opening with Cathedral alone would be a thumbs up for me. This is one of those Fast Fret staples. Uh, the Eddie tricks he just had to learn how to play. Um, the Eddie tricks. Yeah. yeah I, I imagine uh, Todd did have to uh, <laughs> figure that one out, but, uh, and he says, uh, and when he figured it out and played it uh, for me, it's very personal. It's a shiny Van Halen moment. Uh, moment. Freddie showed me uh, secrets got voted very high on our diver down episode. He's promoting his own show. That's cool. With Eric Sinich from uh, uh, the Van Halen news desk. Uh, this along with push comes to shove really showed that the other side of Van Halen uh, is so freaking talented, so diverse, and so capable. What Van Halen, what Van Halen so great, uh, or what makes Van Halen so great is that they could do this stuff too. Uh, yeah, wise words, and uh, I do not disagree with you whatsoever, Sean. Thank you. Uh, our no, buddy I think Ryan Sean had it ranked like second or third actually on his listing, so he he was very. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. He, uh, <laughs> I think he actually. Yeah, if you want to go to his Twitter, he, I think he talks more about it. So uh, do that. Uh, he's got insight for days. Our buddy Ryan Powell says such a light, breezy, and satisfying gem of a song on the relatively unheralded gem of an album. Hashtag what dreams are made of. It is a gem of an album, Ryan. I agree with you, uh, absolutely. So going down here finding some other ones from our patrons jeff brewer 
says, this is a really good song and great solo. Kind of the push comes to shove of Diver Down. Uh, it's not a song I listen to often, but it's great. And I love the solo. Another push comes to shove uh, uh, comparison there. Uh, would you say, we? you think that's fair? Is that a fair comparison? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that's a very fair comparison because it's it's a it's it's something a little different, right? It, mm -hmm. It's not the especially push comes to stuff is such a different track uh, on that album, and and the secrets kind of fits the same mold. I thought that was very apropos. Mm -hmm. Our patrons are so smart. <laughs> They're so mm -hmm. smart. They're smarter than us. They're the experts, not us. So go go but, follow but our but patrons. Secret, but secrets is way better than push when it when push comes to shove, in my opinion. I, I do mm. like it a little better myself too. I, I like push yep, comes to shove, but spirit. I would put secrets. In. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hot take. Uh, Chaz Mataz says, are you ducking, kidding me, with these poll results? The mm. hardest rocking Hallmark card ever written. Yes. Uh, AVH. Hell, everyone slinks and slides on this one. It's one of their most melodic and creative songs and so fun to play. Down votes can bite me where the wind blows. Very colorful uh, uh, dialogue there with Chaz Mataz, as we knew uh, it would be because... That's just how he rolls, and we appreciate how he rolls. There you go. Thank you, Chaz. Uh, Scott Monroe says, It's no secret that my appreciation continues to grow for Diver Down thanks to your show. Hell yeah, me too. Uh, this unique track is definitely what dreams are made of. David's raspy voice perfectly fits the steady tempo. It's a breezy groove with a surprisingly restrained yet beautiful Eddie Van Halen solo. In terms of track order, I like the relaxed mood of Cathedral and Secrets ju juxtaposed with the brooding weirdness that follows with Intruder. Diver Down really works as a short but satisfyingly diverse experiment from start to finish. Scott's always got uh, some uh, good... That, that wasn't even a manifesto. That was just, uh, just him laying it all out right there. Uh, and uh, I like the fact that everyone is using the word breezy. Uh, for that particular track and i'm i'm kind of mad at myself for not thinking of breezy because everyone everyone seems to agree is like yeah it's breezy like shit why didn't i think of breezy of all the adjectives but uh yeah and you not, know that that was a manifesto but it was a mini festo mini festo there you go <laughs> scott's Scott Minifesto Monroe. There you are. So, uh, and uh, finally, Greg Zito says, love this unusual track that showcases a different side of the band. Van Halen will take you across the musical landscape. Don't I know it? Uh, so there you go. There's some tweets letting us know uh, how the, the poll results went. Um, didn't hear from any of the, uh, the, the naysayers, but you know, Hey, what do you, what are you going to do, right? Uh, we, we like to keep it positive, but when people downvote a song, I like to hear why. Uh, I, liked, I feel like Corey and I, when we give our reasons as to why we don't like a particular track, that uh, we're thorough in our analysis. But hey, sometimes you're just like, nah, not for me. And that's fine. So thank you guys so much for uh, your tweets. Again, if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, because we had quite a few, uh, join our Patreon, man. We got a tier for you. And if we don't, let us know. We'll make it for you. There is no limit. Uh, it's the Corey Morissette presents the <laughs> Deep Dive Podcasting Network. So, you know, Corey can make it happen. He, he's just, he's, he's got full, of, he's lots of podcast, podcasting longevity. Wouldn't you say, Corey? Oh, yes. Everyone's part of the CMPU, the Corey Morissette Podcast Universe. <laughs> the ever-expanding. Yep. Hashtag it's all connected. So there <laughs> you go. All right. Well, then, uh, I think uh, it's time to go, go up to our next 
favorite thing, not our favorite thing. The favorite thing is to spin the wheel, but this next favorite is, say it with me, manifestations. Yes, we're going to manifest what song we want to spin tonight. I'm going to start. We have a Discord for our Patreons and uh, in our manifestations channel. Ryan Powell says, as is, could use some crazy tempo slash style changes tonight. He wants to hear as is. And yeah, yeah. Jeff Brewer says, uh, best track on A Different Kind of Truth, originally titled Two Burritos and Root Beer Float during Ed's cameo on Two and a Half Men. He's responding basically to as is. So we've got, uh, and we've got Bottoms Up from Scott Monroe. We've got uh, a, a, a yes from bottoms up from Jeff Brewer again. And uh, let's see. Scott Monroe always likes to throw in pleasure dome just for funsies because he knows Corey doesn't want to talk about it. So. I like pleasure dome. It'll be fine. You're thinking <laughs> of spanked. I have heard you. Dis- I have heard you talk about you. You are not crazy on pleasure dome. So your reverse psychology will not work here, sir. Well, let's, uh, let's spin it tonight and, and we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> She's going to have a sudden change of heart. It's like, yeah, you know, pleasure domes actually. It's all right. So, all right, there you go. There's a thank you to our discord people. So I'm going to throw it over to Josh, Josh, you've been on the show uh, several times now, but uh, what particular song do you want to manifest tonight? Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Nice. Good stuff. Enough said. There you are. Uh, Connor, first timer on the show. What track is it that you want to hear tonight? Well, can I manifest a track from both eras? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's the cheap way out, but we've allowed it in the past. So go. We've ahead. allowed it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his first time. He's allowed. He's allowed. Go ahead. I, you are I'm much, a, much a bigger than us. <laughs> Corey, I might not be up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, in honor of my girlfriend when I when she was sick, uh, I'm gonna choose black and blue. Nice. It's pretty fitting. Black and blue, yeah. All right. That's a great semi-era song. So I'm kind of tipping mm-hmm. my hand on that one. Black and blue. <laughs> well, also one of my favorite one of my favorite uh workout songs is black and blue, and also Romeo Delight, which we already manifested previously. But uh, black and blue, and then for the Dave era, um, ooh, let's go. So this is love. So this is love. Yeah, right on. Would not be mad at either one of those, uh, uh, or good enough at really. So fun stuff. So Michael, uh, first time to the show. Uh, what uh, what what do you want to manifest for tonight's show? So this is difficult, but I actually tracked a copy of the film The Wildlife. And I was watching it about a week ago. And uh, I want Blood and Fire from A Different Kind of Truth, which is was called Ripley in that film. And it kind of film kind of opens with it, with the music from it. Mm. And uh, that, in my opinion, should have been the first single of A Different Kind of Truth, too. Because, you know, look at all the people here tonight from this festival that Dave says in the song and things like that. So I am manifesting that one. Some people bleed and some people want to watch the whole world burn. And that's why he wants blood and fire. So there you go. Yeah. From a different kind of truth. All right. But Corey, what is it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict that you're going to call your shot tonight uh, because you've done it three times. So why not a fourth? Uh, what song are you going to call tonight? Well, initially, uh, I was thinking along with, with Connor, my good friend there, I was going to manifest black and blue. So I'm thinking, you know, we got an all-star panel here tonight. Uh, we got uh, three great guests on the call here. Uh, we we need an all star song. We need a little humans being 
uh, I think. So Ooh. that's what I'm manifesting here tonight. Well, you know my thoughts on that. So <laughs> yeah, like, good, good call. Uh, but I, I too, am, I'm not going to manifest humans being, although I have in the past many times, and we all know I'm kind of aching for it, but I'm not going to manifest it tonight. Instead, I am going to manifest another Sammy song. Shocker. Uh, Top of the world. Man, I just like we just we we don't hear enough from the fuck album uh, here lately. And chances are, by the time Corey and I reach the end of this tenure, uh, that's all we're going to be talking about is songs from For Unlawful. Uh, But Top of the World would just be just a a delight, just a delight. We've got a delightful panel. That song's a delight. And it would be uh, real nice to talk about it, I think. Uh, Or maybe not. Maybe it uh, it doesn't land so well with some other people. And that would uh, bring up some interesting conversations. So I am going to manifest with all my might top of the world. So there you go. Got a kind of an an eclectic mix of different uh, sort of Sammy Dave era uh, tunes. So that being said, I think there is nothing left to do but to spin that wheel. Corey, have you primed the wheel? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a quick shuffle here. There's three guests. Let's shuffle it three times. One, two, three. Here we go. Here we go. We're going all the way to Van Halen 2. You're no good. Let's go. Woo-hoo. Look, I have, I have, said how much uh, i adore van halen too so not angry about this uh but this is yeah this is this is gonna be a good one uh does anyone have anything they want to uh say before we get into it without tipping your hand any any sort of uh anecdotes or uh special memories or anything they have related to uh this song in particular and if not that's Mm. cool too just wondering i remember i remember seeing a bodybuilder because i'm a i'm a competitive bodybuilder a pro Came out no to joke. the intro of the song. Yeah, no joke, right? Uh, he, he came out to the intro on, on stage to You're No Good, which is a great intro. It's very slow, kind of uh, melancholy, like boom, boom. So it's a really cool intro. I will say, I, I think uh, it's not the right song to open Van Halen 2. I would rather mm-hmm. have a song that's a little that's a little more faster paced, like Light Up the Sky. But it's a great song. Oh, yeah. Well, that is a, that is a, a fair assessment. I'm not going to fight you on it. So, yeah, cool stuff. All right. But I just recently yeah. watched the uh, the Arnold documentary on uh, Netflix, and uh, there's a oh, whole section. Yeah, yeah, whole section of his uh, his bodybuilding days, and I I didn't realize how many times the guy won uh, Mr. Universe. Like, he was just like he basically just had to show up, and he won. Uh, you know, for a long time, I'm like Jesus Christ. But then again, you look at uh, what his physique was, and you're like, well, are you going to argue? Like, are you? Who's going to argue with that? So, he, so he now he's a great guy. Yeah, I, I, and that's what he I wanted thought, to be um, too. Yeah. So, I thought wasn't this a Linda Ronstadt song, and then Van it Halen. Was. Yeah. yeah, it was her first number one hit, actually. Yeah, that's amazing. Who would think? <laughs> Linda Ronstadt, uh, Ronstadt, good stuff, good stuff. A uh, little different uh, if you listen to her. If, if you listen to her and uh, you're you're you have Van Halen on the brain, you're gonna be confused. But uh, nevertheless, uh, good stuff to listen to. And this song is a uh, very good uh, cover to do. So uh, yeah, if you're ready, if everybody's ready, Corey, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's go all the way back to 1979. And the first track off of Van Halen 2, this is You're No Good. I know uh, I, I'm assuming he got credit for it, but uh, I don't know. I just really love uh, Mikey starting off a song, you know, even if it's just kind of this, mm -hmm. this slow sort of build up. It's cool. It's like, here's my moment to shine. I'm just, just going to kick this off mm -hmm. the right way. Uh, good stuff. Just a quick shout they, out. They don't let him do that very often. So. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, Not very come much. To find out, yeah, we come to find out later, you know, in, in like later albums that he didn't even play on the album. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like. Ugh, that's a shame. But to, yeah, uh, to Connor's point, is this the right way to kick off Van Halen too? I can see why with the uh, with this sort of intro as to why they might have made it the intro song. Um, is it the right thing to kick off? I uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to give that a real good thing. I hadn't thought about it before actually. Think, so, uh, think about running with the run up with the devil. That's a slow intro as well. That and that worked. That album kicked ass. Oh, I know. Uh, so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, after the analysis of the song, I'll uh, I'll have a decision on that. But uh, I'm gonna think on it. Good. I, for me, it always kind of it, it's not so much even what kicks it off, but what's the next song? Like, what is this bridge into? And it goes right mm -hmm. into "Dance the Night Away." So, uh, I think it, it's a pretty good opener just for that. Uh, kind of like the same thing with Van Halen one, like we were talking there. So, yeah. I just got to point out this maybe other than the beach boys does any band have the harmonies that van halen has i mean mikey and ed in those harmonies song after song especially in the dave era both theirs it, it, it's just it's another level it's just fantastic i, I agree mm -hmm. and when you said that i'm like what's another band maybe and you think of a band like queen but they overdub so many of their harmonies maybe the beatles like, what, i don't know beatles said i harmonies. would yeah. i would say Alice in Chains, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah, Kings X. Yeah, yeah, Kings X. Um, but just, I mean, obviously, Alice in Chains, a different sort of um, spectrum of rock. Uh, so their harmony is a little different. But Lane and Jerry were super tight with those harmony harmonies all the time, and there was very, if there was any doubling, you wouldn't have known it because they they did that shit live and did it superbly so uh that's my that's the only comparison i can maybe think of um but yeah king's x is good um i i would have said queen until Corey said ah, the doubling like well shit okay but, but also i was well i would have mentioned that allison chains actually opened for van halen in the fuck tour yeah. 
Yeah, they did. Yes, they absolutely did. I'm going to go to the uh, the lurker chat here. Jeff River says you're no good as his least favorite track from Van Halen too. Uh, not a great opener for the album, in his opinion. Wow. Okay. So we okay. Now now I don't tell gas going. <laughs> <laughs> we know where one down vote's going. So <laughs> it may not be a down well, vote though, Jeff. I don't know if Jeff not. has downvoted yeah, anything. Yeah. And me neither. I, I think does anybody does anybody else notice that the drums are a little more up front in this album compared to Van Halen one. The drums per se, yeah, I could see. Yeah. Uh, probably it's been a while since maybe. We spun a Van Halen yeah. one track, yeah. It reverb seems a little more upfront in the mix. Mm. Um, you know, the guitars included and everything. Like an overall, like there's less ambient echo going on. That is probably a good um, quandary for uh, like Eric Sinich or somebody, somebody who who would would know what uh, Ted Templeman would uh, would have done or would have would have said about it. So uh, I don't know, but that's a that's a good thing. I'm gonna have to like, really pay attention to uh, those two albums now. Well, and this song was a, a Ted Templeman uh, suggestion. Uh, it was his idea for Van Halen to record it. Ah, well, there you go. Big Linda Ronstadt fan, apparently. i love it when they put a little stack on that you're no good Mm -hmm. that's so nice raw bluesy draw yeah yeah and alex's groove sounds good oh yeah great swing drummer he doesn't get enough credit i think for being a good just swing drummer they recently had some new high-res version of this that came out on the news desk from Fresno in 79. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's only like half an hour, but they go through Van Halen too, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. And we should mention too, Alex Van Halen uh, reactivated his Instagram account. Just posted a picture of his kit. What? But it's got, no it's got fans kind of going, well, he's back on social media. He's posted a picture of his kit. Maybe there's something happening. Oh, did you guys hear that? That he has he has a he has possession of that YouTube Van Halen series. That's right. Ah. Yeah. yeah, the last yeah, update yeah. was uh, Alex is checking it out, and uh, hopefully he okay's it because the first two episodes are great. Well, yeah. Now I that agree. makes me wonder if like he he might okay it, but like how much is he gonna okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If it gets a little too yeah. truthful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unless <laughs> unless he's just. Unless he's the type of guy who's just like, look, whatever, it happened. So just there you go. Well, let's not draw any attention to ourselves or it'll come after us next. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to Alex. Apologies to Alex. New merch. So uh, Eddie, uh, in an interview, uh, said that it, it doesn't sound like the original. He's never actually heard uh, the original version of this. And Linda Rodstad wasn't the original either. It was a, a much older tune. I think it was actually uh, credited incorrectly on the uh, cassette. 
uh, back when this oh. album came out. Uh, they, they actually had the wrong songwriters on there, but uh, this was originally recorded in 1963. Wow. Uh, that bass who, uh, intro. So, so Linda didn't get to, oh, I'm sorry. It was like, so, oh God, who? Clint Ballard is the, is the songwriter, um, but I don't know if he performed it originally. Um, that's interesting. I'd like to find out more about that. It was originally recorded by Betty Everett in Aha, 1963. Gotcha. Well, there you go. And then hey, Mark. Andrew. hey, Mark, you're you're a vocalist and a, a musician. So, is when Dave's when Dave's like right when Dave's like at the end of the the lyrics when he's like hitting that broken falsetto. Is that a broken falsetto mm -hmm. or is he doing some kind of a whistle scream? Like, how would you describe that musically? Like that real high note he's hitting. Yeah, he's it's essentially just a howl. Uh, at least oh. that's what it sounds. That, that's what it sounds. He's just literally just, oh, but like super high because he was yeah. super high. Um, and um, uh, cocaine's okay. bad, kids, but uh, don't do it. But cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. Lee, yeah, it's a hell of a drug. But for David, <laughs> for David Lee Roth, it did wonders for him vocally. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I mean, allegedly. Let me just let me put that out. Allegedly, so because I have, I have no proof. I was not there. Um, but you know. Uh, yeah, no, that's just, uh, he had, as we know, because he would utilize it, those, those howls were, were infamous, uh, for David Lee Roth. Mm -hmm. Just, he just had a good, uh, falsetto, good high voice. And he's just, uh, just howling basically. That's what that is. Also, he had a good high voice. So I always thought of him, thought of him as having a low register, but that's probably mm -hmm. when he's singing. And then he has his accent at the end of his lyrics when he howls and hits the high voice. He certainly, he actually, <laughs> Dave, or at least he did have, he had like this sort of register that's right here in the middle. He certainly yeah. tried to sing in a lower register those times where he's like, it sounds like, like, was like, bro, you, you, that's not your vocal style. You just sound like you, you're vocal frying all over the place. <laughs> just stop it. But I mean, but I get, I get why he would do that. Um, You know, just a, a little variation. It's very, he's very blues driven. That's kind of like a bluesy sound. So cool. I get it. It definitely, but it, uh, and maybe he did it as a juxtaposition from the, those howling, those high notes that he would, that he would throw out, uh, all the time, but uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a, I would say he had in uh, this era of Van Halen, more of like a, uh, middle to higher register than, uh, certainly not higher than Sammy's. I'm not implying, but, uh, it was, it was sort of like right there. Um, but then, of course, the older he gets, the lower he gets, because that happens to us all. Age is uh, a cruel mistress. Yeah, it's really cool how he hit the, hits those high notes like that. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, I don't know what the fuck he's hitting, but it, it's, it's not notes. <laughs> he's hit, he's, trying, he's trying to... It's not, yeah, he's not hitting the high notes. Whatever <laughs> he's hit, he, he is hitting, it's not those, but... He, uh, I, but I like those howlings that he's doing in the song because it yeah. kind of gives it gives the the song more of a Van Halen flair to it. I mean, it already has it because, as you pointed out, it doesn't sound like the original song at all, which is good because you want to make if you're going to cover a song, especially a song that's pretty damn famous, even at that point, uh, you want to make it your own. A, a certain they, way and they did I a think, great job at that i mean like yeah. every cover they've done is completely different from the original or this is a cover of a cover but i, I don't think any other band has done covers better than this band it's hard to argue it really is 
Yeah. Oh, there's a, a good job. There's a great quote uh, from Ted uh, Templeman. Uh, he asked the band how they felt about doing another cover song, and they all said, if the song is right and it fits our style and we can arrange it to fit our style, then we'll do it. They didn't think twice about it. So, so wait, you point, you said that Eddie hadn't heard the original? Yeah, no, I imagine he heard the Linda Ronstadt, but not the uh, uh, the Betty Everett oh, version. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, yeah. I was about to say for a second there, I was like, wait, if he hadn't heard it, how did he do this? <laughs> so, well, okay, that, they, that clears that they up. Used, they used to do it at Gazzari's, too, uh, before they ever made it big, so. Because mm. I was, I had this vision of them just like reading like the sheet music. I was like, here it is, you know, when they did that, and it's like, all right, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's like, and they and they came up with this, and like, well, that's just fucking brilliant. But no, I, uh, alas, I think they're doing yeah. the they're doing the Linda Ronstadt version and just putting some stank on it. Lots of stank. Yeah, because Linda Ronstadt is pretty stankless. <laughs> Agreed. Too clean. Stops the day. I gotta say, I think Van Halen too, maybe maybe my favorite like sounding Van Halen record. It is produced so well, and mm-hmm. like we, we mentioned, like everybody's out front, like nobody's overpowering anybody. A lot of times, especially in the solo, it's Eddie, obviously, and then it's Alex, kind of overpowering yeah, everything else. Yeah. But you get the bass nice and clear, like everything is just separated so well in this record. It sounds great. That's I think really Connor, great. you mentioned Alex being in front. I mean, yeah. Outside of what Bonham, maybe Perk, you can identify Alex's drum sound. Like you can hear that unique sound that he has. And there's only a couple other drummers in in history that have that. That's such a Absolutely. unique thing that no one gets Yeah, his snare sound is legendary. Like people yeah. are always trying to replicate that snare sound. And mm-hmm. the, doing this show, the way he works the cymbals too, is pretty unique to Alex Van Halen. Yeah. Love his cymbal work. Very much so. Um, Josh, I'm going to ask you, man, uh, how do you feel about uh, what Eddie's doing in that solo? Um, it's, I mean, every solo he does um, has his, you know, his unique phrasing and it, mm-hmm. it fits perfectly. It, this is an interesting one because this isn't um, a high tempo. It's kind of like it comes in a very, um, almost in a subdued way. And then... Yeah towards the end you know he's he's chopping heads off i'm trying to figure out what he's doing there at the beginning with that like a like a little like uh it almost sounds like he's palm muting and he's uh the side of his hand across the strings and getting harmonics ah okay okay that's that's just the brilliance of uh of eddie van halen and i mean a lot of great guitar players you know they can make you they can make sounds that you, you can't figure out and then you see him doing it like oh such a sim- simple trick simplicity but it just the way that the uh sonically just the way it comes out uh is just extraordinary like i was i've been playing guitar for years and i i could not i couldn't figure out what that was he was doing there at the beginning so thank you josh for for uh having well, the better ear well no i, I it was visual i saw live without a net doing his also cool. that and he's, he's doing that he's doing that sliding up and i was like oh okay that's how we did it oh well fair enough yeah but still either way uh sounds cool it's awesome it gives it a little uh makes the solo 
I think stand out a little more because oh, yeah. he, you know, he, it, it, he does, as you say, Eddie has incredible phrasing with his solos. Uh, even the solos that are just kind of okay. Like uh, the, the solos that are kind of just out there, like, okay, this doesn't serve the song. This is just uh, he, him being a grand virtuoso, what have you. But uh, this one, it fits, but it also, um, it, it just, it's different. It's a little bit different than what uh, we're used to hearing, especially this is Van Halen too. So he, he's really like kind of pushing the envelope as far as uh, showing people what he can do uh, when given like the solo opportunity. Cool stuff. I'm glad you guys heard the show because because you guys have the guitars and I don't I don't know what the fuck is happening or guitar. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just a meathead. Yeah. I, I call I call it spider tapping because when I hear I'm like I'm thinking about like when he's going. I think about oh spider yeah tapping. yeah yeah it's a little, the finger tap on the on the fret tap yeah. yeah hey spider tap call it whatever you want yeah that's uh as long as you recognize that uh, what he's doing is uh, very cool then it it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked about that move because I was sitting here listening, thinking it almost sounds like an idiot with a guitar like me trying to do a pick slide and fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I wanted he, to confirm. I was like, what is he doing there? <laughs> like if I tried to pick slide, I would make that sound accidentally and it would sound terrible. But Eddie Van Halen could just do it masterfully. I could add something real quick. Um, the, the one thing is like if you, if you ever go on uh, specifically guitar geek forums mm -hmm. and they really try to break down Eddie's tone, and you'll see like threads upon threads of people discussing, you know, what equipment was used and his approach and stuff. But if you actually played through Ed's rig, the way he hit set it up, I would say 90% of those guitar players would walk away from it because it doesn't hide anything. It's really clean, it's unforgiving. And it's kind of like he's what they're what they're trying to do is get a mastered sound and what Ed, Ed is doing is he's basically reeling in uh, a wild horse and he's making he's making it conform to these standards here mm -hmm. uh, you know it, I've I've played I've played through something similar to what he's done and it's you know it it, it shows your flaws right away oh yeah <laughs> I mean immediately yeah all right let's keep going Go on and do what you want to. Oh no, that's how you end a song. Yeah. Not the arena rock ending, not the uh 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 the quick cut out, just a simple this is the end. There you go, right off into the sunset. Good stuff there. Um, and I can't even comment on David Lee Roth's lyrics on this song because they're not his lyrics. <laughs> and so and I I would not dare besmirch uh uh this songwriter because uh this is this is a classic song so um whether you like R linda's version of it van halen's version or like the very very original it doesn't matter uh, there you have it you're no good now i know a lot of our fans or just a lot of van halen fans in general just do not dig van halen covers for whatever reason but 
I don't know. It just, uh, you know what? Let's just go. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way right now. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the voting. It's time. It's time. All right. Not a Van Halen original, but a cover. So I'm going to throw it to uh, to our newbies first. All right. I'm going to throw it to you, Michael. Michael Griffith. Uh, once again, thank you so mm-hmm. much for being on the show. Uh, we we uh, we didn't spin what you manifested, but we spun uh, an early Van Halen track. Uh, some of the some would say best Van Halen, but, you know, I'll leave that to uh, to you. But would you say their rendition of You're No Good is what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? So I first, Mikey opening it is fantastic. And I don't know if it was you, Connor, again, that said that the, the slow intros to songs, I mean, they did do that. I was thinking back of the six pack and I think every album kind of starts slow. Where have all the good times gone does 1984 does um, this does uh, even mean street kind of starts slow and builds up to something. So, so, so that's, that's great. The, the outro, I mean, this, this band's incredible with their outros. It, that just is smokes and, and Dave's delivers it just it's just raw that's the only word i can think of is how he delivers these lyrics he didn't write it but it's just raw and then you just think of like this club smoky sweaty dirty club that these guys are performing in back in the day and 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 that's you're no good you know so it's great yeah what dreams have uh, are made of it's awesome there you go one vote upwards uh well said to you michael thank you all right uh our other newbie connor burton all right man again like not exactly what you manifested but uh still you know early van halen uh people seem to dig it don't know if you dug it so i ask you is your no good what dreams are made of or is the dream over well This song is cool because the intro, again, another another one of my meathead descriptions, it sounds like the bass is kind of like this whale sound. It's really cool. So it's it's pretty trippy. Um, and I think about Eddie's guitar when he hits those notes, like, ow, bow. And then when Dave, towards the end of the song, there's like, kind of like a call and response to those notes. And he goes, ow, ow, you know, in response to Eddie's like, uh, Basically, those uh those guitar notes. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So good song. I, I think it's Van Halen Two is a is a pretty solid album. So for me, it's not my number one song, but I would say it's probably my fourth favorite song in the album. Oh, well, that's good. Top five. You know, you can't ask for uh, too much more than that, uh, except for a top three. But that's fine. Top five. We'll give, <laughs> give it right? to you. That's all good. There you go. So uh, two up votes so far. Josh, my dude, returning. A uh, lot of a lot of guitar work happening in this song, despite the fact that it's uh, probably not traditionally uh, a guitar-y type of track. So I ask you, is their rendition of You're No Good What Dreams Are Made Of, or is the dream over for you? Uh, real quick, can we give a... Hats off to uh, Don Landy for uh, engineering this 
this track. And, uh, Hell yeah. I mean, every mm -hmm. instrument you can hear, the cymbal work at the end, you know, was perfectly captured. And, you know, the, and the interesting thing, the interplay between Dave and uh, Ed's guitar fills, they weren't stepping on each other, you know, between the howls and the, you know, some of the harmonic squeals and things like that. And so it's, it's a really well done song. Nicely said, nicely put. There you go. All right. Uh... That's a three out of five so far. Corey Morissette, it's time for you to throw down the <laughs> throw the stone in the pond and make the ripples and just cause utter chaos with your downvoting. I'm I'm just assuming. Uh, because uh, I it turns out I am not the contrarian. Corey is the contrarian. I'm just I'm making that a thing now. Uh, so I ask you is you're no good by Van Halen, what dreams are made of, or could you just leave it you know what? i, I gotta echo something uh jim brewer said uh, this is probably my least favorite song on van halen too so uh, i'm forced to vote i love everything about this song when i say it's my least favorite i'm giving it like an 8.5 out of 10 instead of a 9 or a 9.5 like this is probably my favorite van halen album van halen too all the way through, you know, Spanish Flies, the instrumental is amazing. Covers are amazing. Uh, the originals, uh, DOA, Somebody Get Me a Doctor, some of my favorite all-time uh, David Lee Roth tunes. Uh, it's mixed so fucking good. Ted Templeman and uh, Don Landy just knock it out of the park. Uh, the bass intro, you think, when you don't hear the song, when you're just kind of thinking on it, you're like, oh, that's not a great way to start an album. But that was actually supposed to be a bass solo at one point. And it was Eddie said, oh. we, that actually sounds more like an intro. We should use it as an intro. Mm. And, you know, you think uh, maybe it's not a great intro. It's a perfect fucking intro. And then uh, Eddie's intro into the song uh, came from another uh, uh, song. I want to say like Down in Flames or something like that. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of ACDC, but he had that that kind of guitar intro in, in for a different tune. And he just incorporated it into You're No Good. And it works so well. Uh, the, the guitar solo is amazing. Alex is killing it. The production is top notch. That ending man and the fact that we go from that ending right into somebody get me a doctor chef's kiss it doesn't get any better than that so when you're talking about sequencing and sequencing matters this song is a great way to kick off van halen too and it's absolutely what dreams are made of mark kameyer it's your yeah. turn oh god you we never know how you're gonna vote uh are you gonna go with the with the uh the majority here tonight or is the dream over for you i never vote for the majority just because it's the majority so with that being uh said that being said i lied um only because i i love this song i love linda's version i love van halen's version of this song like i just i legitimately like really love this song uh and i love this album i've talked about that before like this this album's great now I did give it some thought and I think I am with, uh, I am in agreement with you, Corey. I think this, this does work uh, for me as the intro track. Um, Cause I was looking at the tracks and I was really thinking about it. I was like, well, I don't know which one you really used to, uh, to kick it off. I mean, there's definitely some contenders, but for me, uh, just as you said, Corey, the way it transitions into dance the night away, somebody get me a doctor. Like, actually, I think it is, it's placed where it needs to be, at least for my listening ears. Everything works in this. Uh, it, even if you don't like covers, pretend this song isn't a cover. It's just a, a just a good Van Halen groove. How about that? 
Uh, it's an it's far enough away from uh, Linda Rodstaff's version to be their own thing. Like they literally made it their own thing. That's what Van Halen does when they do covers. So I really don't understand why people are so down about their cover songs. But nevertheless, yeah, everything works. That solo, uh, it not only does it fit the song, it's it's different. It's a little bit weird at the beginning and. That's, I think, by design, because I don't know, maybe Eddie was just bored and he wanted to try something a little different. Think about it. This is Van Halen, too. So like, they have only just begun to party with their careers. So, yeah, and he's, he's still even in the early days experimenting, trying to find new sounds, new ways to make their shit sound interesting. I think they did it. I think they did it in spades. This is also kind of bluesy enough to get uh dave very interested as we mentioned like he's very blues inspired he's very anytime he can utilize his blues influence he's gonna do it uh i think it's all over this track as well as uh some of this fan favorite stuff you love in van halen one which is you know those those high-pitched howlings that he that well he could do he can't do those anymore he could do them so uh you got that you got uh, a rip-roaring good uh eddie van halen solo even if it's not like the most metal sounding thing it's still pretty damn good uh michael anthony i mean you know he starts off the track and we we wax poetic about how much we enjoy michael anthony's work because we do and i love i'm sad that i didn't know that it was supposed to be a bass solo i'm sad we didn't get the solo but i love that he's the intro alex van halen just doing what he does i mean um is he a little bit more front and center sure but i think that's a good thing uh but again oh, yeah. As, as Josh pointed out with the engineering, I think everybody sounds pretty damn clear on this album uh, and really listening to this track, uh, it shows. So, yes, you're not going to hear a bad word from me for, you know, spoiler alert, for most of this album, you're not going to hear a bad word out of me from it because I love this album and I love this song and I love that it opens up the album, uh, uh, like this is your opening track. I think it it works. It's it's a little bit of uh, an expectation subverter, if you will, just a little bit, because you would expect uh, uh, Connor, you brought out uh, Van Halen one starts with running with the devil. And that's like mm -hmm. kind of like this sort of uh, uh, it's not a chant song, per se. It's not a fight song, per se, but it's one of those that just really gets pe people amped. Um, does you're no good get people amped? Maybe not, but it does do the job in letting you know that, hey, 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 this we're back for the sequel, Van Halen 2, here you go. And it's like, uh, let's, let, let's give us, let, or let's give you guys something you might not have expected. We're covering Linda Ronstadt, so boom, in your it, face. It's, it's kind of like uh, a, a steady, a steady groovy, I think Run of the Devil is a steady groovy rocker. And it's got that yeah. heart thumping tone to it. I almost heard mm -hmm. a little bit of that, that bass cadence in this song too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah very um, uh yeah. running with the devil very very uh it's like a it's like a pulse you know they've got yeah. that uh, that sort of bass pulse um and there yeah there's there's a little shadings of it uh on this one as well but again and i have told i've told Corey, i've mentioned it on the show i like to think of van halen one and two as just one giant album and i think if you end van halen one and flow real nicely into van halen two with you're no good i think i really think it works so uh, that's just, that's my two cents. I'm no expert, just a fan who really loves this song, really loves Van Halen's rendition of it. So absolutely, it is what dreams are made of. That is a clean sweep across the board. We got uh, like everybody in on it. So love when that happens. Love it. 
gotta love it and we love van halen we love van halen too so uh we still have a few tracks Corey, left to go on van halen too and that's exciting because we love it um yeah we have the most yeah. off that album i think we got six left out of 10 songs so yeah hey, well, it one, one quick uh sorry one quick side note is is josh m- mentioned uh don landy and when I was watching the wildlife, the credits come on and it says music by Edward Van Halen and Don Landy. And then oh. Don Landy is the guy doing the right here, right now uh, remasters. And I guess new ones, if they if we ever hear anything. So that he's the man. I mean, Josh was correct. Yeah. Don Landy has a lot to do with all of this. Um, everything we're hearing. 100%. Absolutely. Good on Don, man. Good on Don. I want to uh, just go to the lurker chat here. Uh, Jeff Brewer confirmed uh, in the chat. Uh, my least favorite Van Halen two track is still an upvote, which I'm pretty sure he meant uh, originally, uh, but I- I'm glad he clarified that. Cause it's the same for me. If it's my least favorite track, it's still an eight and a half or a nine out of 10. It's that fucking good. And then Ryan Powell chimed in uh, right. Corey, my least favorite Van Halen track is still an upvote, which uh, legendarily he upvotes every single song and it has a good reason to do so. So uh, God bless Ryan Powell. He loves absolutely every track Van Halen ever did. And that's fan fucking tastic hell yeah love it there you have it another one in the books another one down uh still got plenty of uh van halen songs to go although it, i don't know sometimes when i look at that wheel i go oof look how big the text is i can read i can read the songs which means like we're we are approaching uh, the, we're in the end game but not quite we still got 39 so that's still quite a bit you still got at least uh 39 weeks of awesomeness and uh, oh yes, Corey is oh. not gonna let us leave <laughs> until we right. play his favorite <laughs> game, right. which is called Watch Mark Lose. You won once, once or twice out of I did all win the once, yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least once I did, yeah. <laughs> so tonight we're gonna play how many times did Van Halen play You're No Good Live? Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a hint. Uh, they never played it past 1979. So According to setlist.fm, so this isn't going to, you know, uh, take into account Gazaris or any of their early, early stuff. Uh, just uh, kind of when setlists were a thing, starting on the first tour. Uh, let's mm. start with Josh. You're uh, becoming a regular on the show. How many times do you think Van Halen performed You're No Good? Uh, 80. 80 times for Josh. All right, Connor. Well... I just want to say that song was so good. I think I need a cigarette. And <laughs> I don't know. Come on, I had, to, I had to throw in that zinger. I forgot about it earlier. Um, if it, in 1984, they had over 100 shows, I think. In 79, they probably didn't have that many. So I'm going to go 72. 72. All right, Michael. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think that the tour in 79 was quite as big as the other ones in the future. So I'm going to say 35. 35. All right. Uh, Mark Kamire, remember, price is right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. Are you going to be a oh, dick and pick like 81? Or what are you thinking? <laughs> I think they played it 40 times. 40 times for Mark Kamire. Well, everybody is under. But the winner is Josh. The uh, correct answer is... It's the Wayne Gretzky of Van Halen tracks. They played it 99 <laughs> times Woo! from March 25th to October 7th, 1979. Well, Josh, your times. toaster <laughs> oven from Mark Meyer is on its way. I won yeah. nothing instantly again. 
yeah wait patiently by the, the mailbox now, while that is, waits come in isn't that a secret isn't that on the secret menu at tim horton's the 99 or the gretzky it's like nine <laughs> shots of cream and nine shots of sh- sugar into holy hell who the fuck would drink that well, yeah. uh, I don't. It's a Tim Hortons thing, so uh, you uh, you Canucks up there, I guess. So it would not surprise me. We love our secret menus. I used to work at A and W Burger Joint in Canada, and if you went in and ordered <laughs> the animal, it, animal's not on the menu, but the animal was five patties. The Jurassic was ten. You think they still do that? Because there's an A and W not far from Ooh. me. Walk in and, and ask for just... an animal and see what they do. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Uh, we used to have secret menu items at various little uh, little fast food joints over here, but uh, I don't know. I guess since pandemic, they're just like, nah, fuck it, we're not doing that anymore. But uh, I right. could probably yeah. eat the Jurassic. Yeah. <laughs> you probably could. oh yeah probably could. Yeah. I know. After a nice <laughs> leg day. <laughs> oh wait, the, uh, Josh, doesn't Tim Hortons have a? They now have an ice cream out. They're doing yeah. ice cream. Well, is it a coffee flavored ice cream? This is what I heard on the podcast, so who knows if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if we it's get Tim Hortons, it. Canada's it's bound better to taste because like they have Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. If it's Tim Hortons, it's bound to taste like shit. I used to work at Tim Hortons. I know it goes on there. Don't eat the food. Oh no! You just, ugh, you just ru- ruined everyone's experience, and therefore, oh, they're going to take away my citizenship. Will they America are. They me? are. Well, you've you've bummed me out because I haven't made it to Canada yet, and one of the first things I was going to do was visit a Tim Hortons for a good cup of Joe. But you just was just like, well, you did say don't eat the food, so I'll just drink the coffee. How about that? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend the coffee either. God damn it, Corey! All right, the donuts are good. You you can have a donut, but donuts with no coffee. <laughs> he said, he said, don't eat the food, don't drink the coffee. You can have a donut. Mm-hmm. Like, what? No, I'm not doing that. I can't have a donut with no coffee. Come on, get, get, get your head out of your ass. Anyway, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll take my chances, you know, out of sight, out of mind. That's how it works. That is, that's the, that's my philosophy uh, in life, you guys, out of sight, out of mind. So you can just avoid uh, all trouble at all costs. So there you go. Um, I want to thank our uh, esteemed panelists on this uh, action packed show because it was action packed because we've got, we've got so many. This is like, uh, uh, this is the, the Avengers, if you will. Uh, just a five panelists talking about Van Halen rock music to save the world. There you go. I appreciate every one of you guys uh, starting with you, Michael Griffith, Connor Burton, Josh, of course, coming back with us, but Connor and Michael, your first times. I hope you guys had a great time because we had an awesome time uh, having you with us. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. We thank you, uh, and if, you, if you've been waiting along, we appreciate your patience. It's, uh, things get hectic sometimes because, hey, people like listening to us, and people uh, actually you know, want to be part of it, and we appreciate that. We love that, uh, and especially we love being a part of a great podcasting network like the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Oh, I'm sorry, the Corey Morissette Podcasting Universe. That is what it will be called in the uh, not-so-distant future because – Corey is taking over the airways one podcast at a time. Hey, Corey, why don't you let the people know all the podcasts you're involved with right now? Well, currently it's just uh, two others, but there's a third on the way uh, with Mr. Uh-huh. Kevin Brown from the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review. Uh, you're not going to believe the format. You're not going to believe the band, but it's coming out uh, hopefully in the <laughs> next month or so. I'm also part of Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited with uh, Scott Haskin and John Mariano. 
Uh, John and I also do a little show called Backtrack Steam Music, where we're talking our favorite music from our favorite movies. Uh, Scott Haskin also does a show called Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. You can also check out our good buddies Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. That's a Queen show, of course. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, talking all things Hawkwind. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Riot North by South podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What. That's a great Megadeth show. Kevin Brown uh, does the Tom Petty Project. And with his buddy Randy Woods, they do a little Queen show called Seaside Pod Review. Uh, Quinn at End Volume for All. Savnick Stephen Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. And, of course, he's also a patron, the great Chaz Mataz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. I hear they're wrapping up Regarding Lulu very quick. Uh, truth oh. be told, Chaz through twitter asked me if i'd be a part of the last episode i am wavering just because it means i'll have to listen to the fucking album and i don't know <laughs> if i can do it and of course we should always uh, <laughs> uh we want to give shout outs to all of our, our our favorite podcasts out there including the sean geek and fast fret podcast you're all doomed a friday the 13th podcast of course our good buddies at the dlr cast and the bogus Dota show uh don't forget pot of thunder the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting booked on rock with eric senich dissect that film and three's company to a rewatch podcast Woo! there you go yeah just uh, like i said one small step uh towards domination of the podcast airwaves Corey is on his way he's gonna do it uh one of these guys, times i'm gonna get a good show it's good it's bound to happen the more i do they're I'm all good shows they're all like you guys listen to back keep trying they're, they're <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah but yeah but seriously keep trying you'll get there one day but uh <laughs> listen to backtracks i can confirm it's awesome uh, both shows. Uh, so uh, you can also, hey, guys, if you want to check out all the things going on with uh, our show, uh, the merch store, everything, go to podcastlerock.com. Uh, send some love our way. And hey, if you want to join us on the show, like our friends Michael and Josh have for sure, uh, join our Patreon. We have tiers that I guarantee you will be able to meet your demands. And if we don't, let us know. We'll create the tier. We are not above it. We'll uh, we'll we'll keep doing it until if the money's right. We'll hey, we'll talk about whatever the hell you want. It's like you want to you want a therapy session? I got you. Uh, uh, you want to you want to pay? Have me just sing a song, a very poor rendition of a uh, of a Van Halen, uh, David Lee Roth era song. I'll do it. Don't think I won't do it. I will absolutely do it. Uh, but uh, go on, on podcastwillrock.com, uh, Patreon, and the Podcast Will Rock. You can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. And, hey, if you happen to be in the Nashville, Tennessee area this weekend, Saturday, June 24th, come see me join the stage with uh, local Nashville favorites, Voodoo Prophet. Uh, I get to sing vocals with them. And then uh, stick around. We'll uh, You'll hear another band called Rose of Sharon, a tribute to Killswitch Engage featuring yours truly. Come on out. I'll scream right in your face and you'll love it. It's going to be a good time. Good time. Good local show. Support your local artists because we're dying out there, but any support will help. Uh, Michael Griffith, first time on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, any socials you want to promote? Have at it. Uh, just, well, oh, thank you for having me, uh, Corey Mark and at Mike S. Griffith on Twitter and Instagram. So those are my socials and love to talk everything Van Halen. 
Right on. So, and we'll, we'll no see sh- you next month as a twenty dollars patron, uh, Michael yes. and Josh. They're, yeah, they're they're going to be on every month, so we'll be looking forward to doing this again a month from now. Can't wait. Right on. And uh, he's no Schwarzenegger, but he's a Connor Burton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you being on the show, my guy. Uh, where can the people find you if they want to follow you? And you got anything to plug? Have at it. I'm John Connor. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean. I do want to plug my podcast, which hasn't been active for a while, about a year, but we do have 34 episodes and we do have some amazing body transformation programs. They could buy PDF style. So uh, yeah, please reach out to our podcast at bluecollarfitnesspodcast.com. And we have the summer body program, which is a three times a week template for eight weeks. And then we have the hypertrophy program in that at home workout program. And then just go ahead and find me on Instagram. Um, I'm on there at connorburtontraining.com. So Connor Burton and the word training and yeah, guys, thank you so much. This, the show was, was amazing. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for being on and check those out. You guys, uh, Josh, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll, and we'll see, see you again. This is not goodbye. This is just a uh, see you later. Uh, what, uh, anything you want to promote anything you want to plug? Oh, um, no, just a fantastic show. Gentlemen, uh, <laughs> great to have some other guests on. And, uh, I like these, um, uh, I like this panel, the way it's set up and, you know, we're just, we're just talking about our heroes and what more fun is that absolutely no more there's nothing more fun in the world than uh getting together with like-minded folks and talking about good shit that you love including van halen yes Corey. i forgot something uh tom oh, no. our, our good friend uh reached out today and reminded me that he put out a poll along with our poll last week and uh, we wanted to talk about the results here so we'll ask the panelists what they think his oh, yeah. question was his poll is the question is not does love exist but when she leaves where she goes is that the best Dave lyric ever or best Dave lyric ever. What's your vote? I, I think I voted best Dave lyric mm. ever. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Uh, the former, the former, former. Okay. Connor. The best Dave lyric ever. Yeah. Either is it the best Dave lyric or it's the best Dave lyric ever. So you're voting the second one, the latter. Oh no, it's actually, I would have to think about that. So uh, phrase it in a question. So the former. Mike, it's a good lyric, but I, mm. the former, it's yeah. I can think of yeah. five off the top of my head that are would surpass it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I didn't vote because I was looking for the third option, which was nah. <laughs> 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 well, in the majority, many a great lyric, but uh, I don't think that's one of them. <laughs> Only one beats that. From Romeo Delight, I'm bringing I'm bringing whiskey to the party tonight, and I'm looking for somebody to squeeze. That is See, a good I would have voted. See, I would have voted <laughs> yeah. up for that one just because. Yeah. yeah so I, I'm totally joking, by the way. That would, it's kind of like nonsense, but it's it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> you just described David Lee Roth lyrics like it's kind of nonsense, exactly. kind of cool. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, and I'm sure the 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 Rothians will come for me for that one. I'm sure, but it's fine. I can take it. Uh, so that, that's that, uh, there's that Dave quote where he goes, uh, Sam, it, uh, I think I'm messing it up, but he goes, Sam, it is the part, wait, 
Sammy, Sammy throws the party. I am the party. That's it. Thank you, Connor, for this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Connor's got you. I got there you. There you go. Yeah. Well, he may be the party, but and he certainly was for tonight. So, but uh, instead, we are the party. This whole panel of 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 uh, not experts, just simple fans like Corey and myself that are enjoying a band and uh, enjoying talking about it. That's what we're all about here on the show. Uh, please tune into the rest of the show. Share with your friends. Let them know what's going on. Because look, as far as I'm concerned, we're, uh, uh, I'm not going to say we're the only Van Halen podcast, but we're uh, a Van Halen podcast that people like to mention, like to talk about, and not for nothing. Sometimes we get people who actually uh, are experts on the band join us and say, hey, you guys are doing a good job. It's like, yay, that's validating. So I'm going to run with it. We're a, we're a validated Van Halen podcast. Maybe not official, but validated. And that's good enough for me. I think it's good enough for Corey. So on behalf of all of us on the panel, on behalf of everybody else out there, we are and the podcast will rock. And we will rock you later.